Welcome to the FinNation Podcast, where we wholeheartedly believe women entrepreneurs are leaders that rise together. Success does not have a definition. There are no secret strategies. Women entrepreneurs are rewriting history by defining success on their own terms. Hi, I'm your host, White Devgannon, the down-to-earth chick with a different name. Each week, join me for inspiring stories and powerful interviews of women entrepreneurs sharing their lessons to success to help you take your business to the next level. Now, let's go for it. Welcome back, Fem Nation. I am excited to bring Jessica Yarbrough today. She's a business strategist and mentor for all kinds of businesses. And I've actually known who she was for a few years. And I'm super excited and very privileged to have the honor of introducing her to you guys and having her share what it is that she does and the amazingness she brings to the world. So thank you for coming on today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to get this started. So let's find out where did your entrepreneurial journey begin? Well, I started uh, working at a really young age, managing companies. I had that kind of hunger of, I want to do something and make my own way in the world. And I actually built a startup company here in San Diego at a really young age. And then I got burnt out though, because you know I had this dream of traveling and having a bit more freedom than a startup company would allow. And so I bought a one-way ticket to Thailand, walked away from my business and spent about four years on a spiritual journey. Uh, backpacking around Southeast Asia and then Central America. And I became a yoga teacher. I said, I'm done. I'm not, you know, I'm done with the business world. I'm all, it's all going to be spirituality and yoga now. And then I got pregnant with my daughter. And this was um, about six years ago. And at the time I didn't have any money, didn't have any financial support. And I knew that being a yoga teacher obviously wasn't going to be able to provide the kind of life that I wanted for her. So uh, I really started at ground zero, rolled up my sleeves, took whatever marketing uh, kind of service work I could do, and eventually uh, built my international consulting company to where it is today. And so what was something that was a catalyst in that journey that really brought you to the opportunity of blending your passion and income? Oh man, the catalyst was, it was a few things. I mean, one, my daughter's my why. And it's, it's like, as soon as I found out I was pregnant with her, I was like, oh my gosh, I want to show her what's possible. I want to show her what's possible to create. I want to show her the world and not in the world in the gypsy lifestyle world, but like, Hey, you know, you can have anything, you can create anything. So that was really the catalyst was her bringing me back to it. And then, you know, I could have gone and gotten a job, but that wasn't going to be fulfilling. And I didn't want someone to dictate my hours. I didn't want to have my child in in daycare for 10, 12 hours a day, nor say, Hey, you only get this allotted, you know, two weeks of vacation. I had already experienced that taste of, you know, freedom and travel. And I wanted to be able to bring all of that together into something that gave me the freedom to do what I wanted, when I wanted and work with who I wanted. Mm, Which is what is a coveted desire for so many people, you know, they want to be able to make money and feel fulfilled and follow their passion, you know? And so those are like three different areas that are very difficult for people to see connected. What are some of your steps and your ideas of putting those together and really finding the early stages? Because a couple of things, they're going to need to work with a strategist or a mentor such as yourself in order to you know, see what they're not seeing. There's so much, so many pieces of this, but dicing it down a little bit, what are some of those components that are early stage indicators that they're just, they're ready to move in that direction? Well, the first thing I ask people is, what do you want? 
So people don't know what they want. So what do you want? Because we want to make sure whatever business you're going to build, that it's in alignment with what you actually want. So for me, I knew I did not want a brick and mortar business. I didn't want a business that was going to be solely focused on being serving like my local South San Diego market because I want that ability to have mobility. And so to look at what your ultimate goal is, why are you doing what you're doing? Are you building a company because you want to sell it? You know, are you building something that you just want kind of passive income while you have your job? Like we need to understand that. And then what is your set? Because what most people do, I think sitting at their computers is they just start researching like ways to make money. Well, there's a ton of ways to make money. You can do, right. an, you can be an affiliate person, right? You can do drop shipping. You can be an Amazon reseller. You, I mean, you can be anything. Like literally there's any way to make money. So you've got to say, rather than trying to just pick a random thing and learn how to do it, like what are your innate gifts? What is your background? What is your experience? What's your skill set? What is your life um, journey taught you? And how can you pull all of that together and align it with a business that is going to not only like fulfill you, fuel your passion, but one that is going to make you money? Mm -hmm. Because you can choose something and it not be in alignment and then you resent it and you'll create another job for yourself. Because no matter what anyone says, it's going to take a work. It's going to take a lot of work, a lot more than what you're doing at your current job. And so if you don't like it, you're going to resent it. What's the point? So it needs to be very clearly defined from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And what are the stages of growth that you see those entrepreneurs coming in through that you work with? Well, I feel like the the hardest part is actually making, you know, your first 100 150 because after that you have cash flow and you can hire help and do more things and so the next comes easier. So I think most people are like I want to get a month and then they get to 10k a month and realize, "Oh, that's not that much money." <laughs> not after taxes and expenses and <laughs> I mean everybody who's hit that knows. And so it's like, well, what's next? Um, so I, I, people go through what I call CEO growing pains. Each level that you hit, certain indicators bring new sets of problems and also new sets of opportunities. And so really, we want to get your marketing to a place where it's converting, it's working. And then the next stage, we want to work more on systems, processes, and operations, and then a team and, and scaling. So it's just understanding that there's phases and that it's going to take time to Mm -hmm. to go through each one of those stages. And just when you think you've got it, like something's going to break and we're going to have to fix it. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, which is, you know, a new level and, you know, as I say, new level, new devil, but, you know, new level, there's new awarenesses and new trials and new growth opportunities to go through. But we get to those new levels by pushing ourselves and also having someone such as yourself to push us in that direction, to help us see that this is the momentum we're creating. So we don't get stuck in our head in the moment in the day. We can still, we're not stuck, you know? So what you do and what you bring to the table is, is amazingly powerful because that's the part that so many people can't see. And the fact that you've done this and have been successful at it really brings it back around to remind them one, that they can do this, but two, give them the, the strategies and the tools to be able to accomplish it and grow in that direction. So your work is so needed. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Let me ask you, what is one accomplishment in your entrepreneurial journey that you are proud of? Hmm, I think it's my client results. Hmm. I mean, I'm just so blown away by what I'm able to go into someone's business, especially when they're established and just like make some tweaks and changes and have explosive growth. And to me, that's so exciting because what happens is as part of the CEO growing pains is people come to me and say, Hey, you know, I've been doing a quarter million or 
300,000, 350,000 a year, but it's scattered. They've done all the things. They've built the funnels. They've done all the things. They've got all the pieces, but it's not working together harmoniously. It's not created. And while we cannot solve the integration piece overnight, I can take a look at that and find ways to validate and improve and oftentimes replace what they made the entire year in a short time frame, which then frees up not only frees up funds, but it also frees time. And for many people stuck at that quarter million, $350,000, mark, that's the thing they don't have. Exactly. Like they're really good at busting their butt and making money, but they don't have time to create. And a business owner to sit there and dream, um, to just think about what you want for your business because they're so busy doing. So to free up that time and allow them to dream and expand, and then to also have the time really finally fix things in a way that allows them to scale exponentially is incredible. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And how do you encourage them to lean in on their strengths? Do you help them identify those first? Because they're going to need them. So I'm assuming, but how do you teach them to lean into those? Because they're going to need that in that time of growth. Well, we've got to get things done. So I need to know like, what is your strength? And if it's not a strength, where am I going to push you to make it a strength? And where am I going to tell you to delegate it? Mm -hmm. So a prime example is one of my clients is a very busy CEO. I think her company is maybe doing seven, 8 million right now. And so she's got a ton of employees. She's got multiple offices, like very busy woman but we need her voice. And so obviously I can't have her sit down and write content. So we solved that problem. I said, let me interview you. I'm going to interview you. I'm going to ask you the questions that are going to hook the message. We're going to give them to your team and they're going to create it. So it's just like understanding like who do we need to, whether it's me doing it or whether it's, Hey, let's bring in a video production team and knock it out in one day. It's being creative and so that we can still forward on the strategy without letting those, uh, time constraints or weaknesses or whatever it may be to prevent you from growing your business. Mm -hmm. And do you encourage them to step into leadership roles? What does leadership look like for them as they're growing? Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to trust your team more. Obviously mm -hmm. uh, a big one for women I found especially is like letting go and of micromanaging and being okay with delegating. Um, I know that's something I've had to learn. It's just like, Hey, done is better than perfect. And so Allowing yourself to give power, more power over to a project manager, rather than you trying to manage all the different pieces of people mm -hmm. is really, really key. And a great leader is someone who can trust and doesn't uh, just create someone who's coming to them for approval. Here's your task. Go and do it. I'm going to try to do it. We'll check in. But you got to give over that power or you're going to go crazy. <laughs> Truly, because if you try to do all the things, you can't get any of the things done. Absolutely. Hey, Fem Nation. I know you are called to lead something great. Are you wondering what the next best step is for you? I have a next best step. I invite you to walk with me through the Become Unstoppable Challenge. Join me on a 21-day journey to discover your inner leader. Find how to build your confident leading foundation to decide and move forward to your highest potential in business and life. After helping dozens of challengers take hold of their leadership, you will come away from this experience with a renewed sense of confidence in order to serve those who need to hear from you. As a valued listener, I'm inviting you to save 25% on the next 21 day challenge by using code FEM2020 
That's F-E-M 2020. Check it out at www.becomeunstoppablechallenge.com. Again, that's www.becomeunstoppablechallenge.com. Coupon code FEM2020. I look forward to seeing you on the inside. So talk to me about your uh, reverse engineering the, your business based on your income and lifestyle goals. What does that look like? Yeah. So like we talked about before, what exactly do you want? And if you come to me and say, I want to make a quarter million dollars a year, I want to work whatever, 20 hours a week, and I want to be able to live in Europe half the year and the U.S., the rest of the year, then we need to be mindful. Number one, you're not looking to scale a seven-figure company. So the approach is going to be different. Then we're going to think about, okay, you want to make a quarter million dollars. I would probably say, let's go for some high-value clients and just work with a handful of, of a year each year. So 25K or 50K, you got five to 10 clients a year. So the, the process would be very different than trying to build a program that you're going to scale and hire teams and offices or whatever it may be. Mm. And that brings me to a really good point. So, so someone that would be seeking, cause I know a lot of listeners do seek not, I don't love to call it a lifestyle based business because I mm-hmm. feel that that's become cliche, but yes. with, for lack of better words, a business that is fulfilling, but is not high money driven, you know, not highly motivated mm-hmm. by the dollar figure, the gross income figure. And so in order to do that, if they want to create something that is much more deeply passion-based, but gives them the freedom to live a life with their kids or with their family or with their loved ones or, or individually uh, traveling, as you were talking about, then they don't necessarily need to be tied to an inc- uh, a huge strategic growth plan of courses and memberships and you know high number of low-ticket offers. Really, a good design for them would be to do the high-ticket offer. Absolutely. And that's what I push all of my clients into. We start high and back bill low because monetization of courses or mid or low ticket, of course it's possible, but it takes a tremendous amount of energy, launches, paid traffic or constant promotions versus high ticket. You close a handful of clients uh, and hit those same numbers. So there's definitely tons of money in course creation, though most course creators fail. (laughs) But if you have an audience and you have paid traffic and you have uh, credibility, you can make a ton with courses. But we see even some of the biggest names in the industry that have kind of ditched that model because it's exhausting. Yes, they make Mm. money, but I'm in a a group right now. It was low ticket. I, I love the influence. They're there and I wanted to see what they were doing. And just watching what he's had to go through with a number of people complaining about a hundred dollar product is like, this is exactly why I don't offer that. Well, <laughs> and I'm sure you questioning it too. <laughs> yes. And I'm familiar with that world. I've definitely been in that world for a few years now and watched the back end of it. And I would affiliate just to, you know, I've affiliated a couple that I trust, but not in order to drive sales to the product because I wanted to see what the back end looked like. And the problem right. was, is that I was thinking, do I, do I want to do that? Cause I've built courses and then not launched them. Cause I'm like, that's not aligned, you know? And so I, I am mm-hmm. one of those people that I'm like, maybe this sounds good and this looks good. And yes, I can sell it, but then that's not a problem. But is this really what I want to be doing? And then I would go down the road uh, so I could see where the value of having someone strategically helping to do that because I went the wrong way down this road, right? I went the, went the hard way down this road. But going into seeing the work that goes into creating it and being passionate about that, but forgetting the entire picture of what it takes to create that low ticket offer, it is doable. Hands down, it's doable. No doubt about that. But there is a completely different 
type of work that becomes necessary, not just an audience, because you have to have numbers, you know, broad numbers for low ticket offer to get to the financial pieces that you want instead of, you know, going, you know, vertically or horizontally, you know, those are the differences. But the thing is, is that it's a runway that takes months. It takes teams. And, And I thought, from my own perspective, my own journey, I was just like, I don't want to be tied to this entire launch picture to turn around mm-hmm. and then need to be so exhausted from that launch picture that I need to now serve the people that came into it. And I don't know how much left I have, <laughs> you know, even with it, totally. you know, and so I want people to understand. I want people to hear that piece that yes, courses and memberships are amazing, but there is a piece that a good business strategist and mentor can help you identify. Is that going to fit in the ultimate long game of what you're working towards? Because for a lot of people, it's not. You know, and so then, then the alternative is the high ticket. People are afraid of high ticket because they Mm -hmm. feel like that's a very, because they can't close the sell because they have issues with asking for the money or asking for people to commit to a higher ticket item. So talk about that a little bit. How do you help people overcome that? Well, a couple of things. Number one, I can't convince someone of their Mm self-worth. So I had someone on the phone the other day and I just said, you know, it's an awesome program, but I, I can't convince you to of your own self worth. So it's it's not going to worry you. Um, what I can do is I can help you overcome limitations, your self imposed limiting beliefs, by taking an analysis of what you've achieved in your life, which you typically tend to downplay the things that right mm-hmm. we're innately great at, um, and showing you achievements and your accomplishments. So we're reminding you of your greatness. Then building a program that where the ROI is high and the value is so intrinsic that you feel confident selling it. Mm-hmm. And the best way to prove to your subconscious mind that you are worthy is to actually go out there and sell a $50,000 or $25,000 program. Then it smashes the limiting beliefs. You already know it's possible. You've created a new reference point in your consciousness where you can go out there and sell it again and again and again. Mm-hmm. And I've been through so many people, and I would say women struggle with it much more than men through process. And it's literally an old tape playing in everyone's mind. It's the same things. I don't know if I'm worth it. I don't know if I can bring enough value to charge that. Like all of these, these shadows come up and it's, it's in every single person, the same one. And I'm so glad that I went through this process Mm -hmm. because now I can recognize the pattern, but they have to be willing. They have to be willing. You cannot convince someone. Yeah. They have to be willing to do the work and show up, you know, for themselves first Yep, because they can't show up for those clients if they can't even show up for themselves. And that's why I prefer people who have already sold three or five or something like that thousand dollar heights. I can move them more easily into 10 or 25 or 50, hundred K plus because they've done that initial work. Mm -hmm. But for people who have never even done three or 5,000 or anything like that, it's sometimes can be like pulling teeth because there's so much internal resistance. Mm -hmm. And then that plays out in self-sabotage. Like I can't do it. I'm not going to show up, whatever it may be. So that's why I don't work with people at that level anymore. I work with people who are like, listen, I, you know, I've I've made $75,000 this year. I want to make 200 or I'm at a quarter million. I want to make seven figures. I'm at seven. I want to go make eight because they've already done the groundwork. And then I can go in and snap them real quick to the next level. Very, very good. And that's powerful too, because then they, they're ready for that. They're primed for it. What about imposter syndrome? Where does that usually show up the most? Have you seen? 
everyone, everyone has some level of imposter syndrome. True. Even some of the uh, most successful people, like one of my clients built and has a seven figure business and she hired me to help her build another business still came up for her. Imposter syndrome still came Mm. up. And so it, it comes up for everybody, especially when you're doing something new. If you've done something like you, let's say you were made your corporate job, your VP of sales, and you know you you drove millions of dollars of revenue for your company. Now you got to channel it to you. Suddenly, I'm an imposter. I've never done this as an entrepreneur. It doesn't matter. Mm. Your results speak for themselves. We just have to now translate that into the entrepreneur world. And so a lot of the feeling that sense of being an imposter, it's because you're doing something outside of your normal zone of familiarity. And so if you can just get past that and recognize that comfort and success are on like opposite ends of the spectrum and get uncomfortable, be vulnerable, be willing to step outside of that zone, then you'll, you'll be able to break free from your syndrome and have the success that you desire. And that you just dropped amazing, amazing gold right there because imposter syndrome is simply that it's outside the zone of, of your comfort and it's outside what you're used to. So of course, every time you shift, every time you move into a different level or a different area, it's going to come at you, you know, but if you equip yourself with good strategists, or if you equip yourself with, you know, a good, good mastermind or good people that you know, that are going to be able to help you break through that, if you're aware of it, then you can move past it or you could be reminded to move past it. Yes, absolutely. Wonderful. What, that is so good. I love that. What, how do you define success? Hmm. Success is working with people that I like in the manner that I like, uh, doing what I want, when I want and making as much as I want. Mm -hmm. Excellent. So tell me, what does the future look like for you? Hmm. Well, I'm in this, uh, investments. I'm going to buy some companies, uh, I'm going to continue to grow my consultants, hopefully uh, some real estate investments here in San Diego and continuing to raise my beautiful daughter and travel as soon as this ban is lifted. <laughs> I'm, I'm very passionate about that. And yeah, I continue to get my message out there, speak and inspire others to step into their greatness and show them what's possible. So let me ask you, where is your first destination to travel once you get to do it again? Man, it's a toss-up depending on how things are going. I, my first would be Mexico because it's a, such an easy flight, and that's where we love to go um, from San Diego. But if that's not possible, then we go to Hawaii. Excellent, very, very good. So, tell me one last question on the interview side of this: How has the entrepreneurial journey grown you as a person? Oh man, it's definitely made me more resilient. Showed me that I'm. Um, stronger and more capable than I probably ever gave my credit for at things that used to bother me. Um, the struggles that I've gone through or the things that used to really get to me, they just don't matter anymore. You, you realize that there's much more life. And in the long run, what matters is family and the people that you love and, you know, living a life of, of purpose and you can do that and make money but the little petty stuff, the people that kind of screw you over or whatever happens in entrepreneurship really doesn't matter in the long run. Like that's their karma, you know, keep going and don't allow other people to bring you down or to stop you or throw you off your path. You know, just stay strong, resilient, uh, keep your, your head in the game and your, your mind focused on that vision of what you're creating and why you're creating it. Absolutely. That's a wonderful way to 
really dive into how we show up as entrepreneurs and how we can view what it looks like to let the journey be a catalyst for us changing. So Jessica, I want to thank you for coming on today. And I want to give the audience an opportunity to connect with you. How can they find you no matter where you travel to? Definitely follow me on LinkedIn or on Facebook. My profile is public. You can send a connection request. Just let me know that you heard me go and I'm happy to accept. And then, yeah, I'll, I'll drop the links for you guys to download free resources and anything else your listeners would like. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your amazing knowledge and the depth of your ability and capabilities to be able to help people move to the next, you know, next level for themselves and their business. Thank you. Thank you. Guys, I'm going to wrap it up there today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Fem Nation Podcast. As always, definitely check out the show notes, connect with our guest today, and be able to further your expansion and your dedication to your entrepreneurial calling. But as always, keep moving forward. Thanks for listening to the Fem Nation Podcast. If you'd like to continue the conversation, have a no BS place to ask your business questions and connect with like-minded women entrepreneurs, join the FEM community, our free group on Facebook. And don't forget to check out the next 21 day challenge at www.becomeunstoppablechallenge.com. Let's crack the door to what's possible when you begin leading yourself first. If you love this show, subscribe and share it with a friend. If this episode impacted you, it would mean the world to me if you left a review so others know what's possible by listening. I'm already looking forward to the next episode with you.